Welcome to the Occupational Safety Leadership Podcast, episode number 114 with David Ward. In today's episode, we're going to sit down and talk about safety as a core uh, value for leadership management. There's a lot of different words, but the but the but the big thing is as that really core that really core value for whoever happens to be in charge. Since we all kind of use some different terms. Uh, Dave, before we get started, could you uh, introduce yourself uh, to the audience, please? Yes, my name is David A. Ward Sr. A little bit about myself is six years United States Air Force Security Police. Also was a part of the decontamination team. After my six years in the military, I went to the Department of Justice Federal Bureau of Prisons. There I became the national safety examiner, went through all the federal prisons and some state prisons and privatized prisons throughout the United States. Uh, Then I had my law enforcement time. And so I walked across the street in Chicago and was hired as a federal investigator by OSHA. I spent five years with OSHA as a federal investigator in reference to the 11C program, took care of really uh, the Surface Transportation Assistance Act and the Federal Railroad were my two biggest ones there. Um, After I did my time there, it was time to retire. So I retired at the age of 52. My tax consultant said, hey, wait a minute, you're too young, can't retire yet. You bleed safety, so you need to start your own company. So I started uh, Safety by Design Consulting Services. I wanted to make an impact in uh, the small to medium-sized companies. I wanted to make safety affordable. Uh, I also wanted to make a heavy impact in the Hispanic community because it was the Hispanic workers that were dying and getting injured. Um, Did that for seven years. I had a daughter that was going to school and I wanted to make sure her college was paid for. So I hooked up with Century Insurance as a senior safety consultant. And I've been there the last seven years. Great. I've also written a book called The Faces of Safety. Great, Dave. Time when tragedy strikes. So, yeah. Oh, thank oh, you. Thank, thank you. you so much. Um, so it sounds like you've had a, a, a quite a um, a varied a varied uh, the career, and it sounds awesome that you were ready to call it quits at fifty two. You know, that's really really good. You know. Well, you know, I don't know if I was ready. I I I you know I may have called it quits in one aspect, but I I can't let safety go. It's a uh, it is a passion. It's not really a job. I believe that we can make a difference. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's definitely something that gets inside your, inside your blood, and uh, you want to just make things better out there. So, uh, so let's take a couple of uh, moments and uh, kind of go over a couple of leadership um, examples uh, that you've seen where uh, leadership has said safety is a core uh, is a core value. And this is how we're going to implement this core value in our uh, organization. Well, I would say, you know, it's hard to turn around and say that most companies consider safety as a core value, to be perfectly honest with you. Uh, I think it's more of a priority than a core value. A core value is something you can't change, something that's stable, something that's, you know, no matter what happens that day, It's just like your family core values. Um, I think a lot of people use safety as a priority because whatever way the wind blows that day, that's where safety falls. Mm. Uh, So it's a moving target, I think. And it's really sad to say that most companies say safety first, but in all actuality, 
is safety even a thought process or an afterthought when somebody gets injured? Yeah, yeah. I do know that some companies will bid on a job and then after they win the uh, bid, try and figure out how to execute that bid. Uh, so not that not that they weren't focused on safety, but they were focused on having that bid process done first. And then they were going to figure out how that they were going to pull this thing off. You know? Yeah, most contractors do that. Most contractors, you know, again, most contractors who bid on jobs, you know, want the want the job and say whatever it is to take to get to that job. And then when it comes time to prove all that information, then it's a whole different story. Or <laughs> when they get on the job and you see them doing things that are tremendously unsafe, you wonder, how did this happen and why are they here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have had a couple people um, submit uh, submit documents. And I guess back in the old days, you could buy these canned canned ones. And it would even say like, insert insert your company name here still so they hadn't even gone back and even and even done that much you know with safety it's a sad commentary but very very true a lot of people still sell those today and again you're right people are too lazy to actually read the document to put in their own company information uh they believe whatever they pay for is what they got and it's good enough for the fifteen hundred dollars that i spent on it should be good enough for osha Right, right, right. Well, that probably shows um, that they that they felt that pressure to submit something. Yes. You know, and they kind of figured, well, it's a pretty a pretty cheap investment for fifteen hundred. I have seen where people were really struggling and getting started, and that was a fantastic tool to get them started. Um, right, but sometimes it really is just you want a, a binder of info. I'm going to give you a binder of info. You know. Well, you know, in all actuality, and I'm glad we're talking about leadership and core values, is because I really believe that most people in leadership have no clue on the value of safety. And I think that's where, as safety professionals, we really, really miss out. There's a there's an opportunity here for us to take our CEOs, CFOs, COOs, and any other O's you want, put them in a room and really discuss the value of safety. Where do they really believe safety is at? What value do they have placed on safety? Mm-hmm. And I think if we were to ever have that discussion, if we get more leadership people involved in that discussion, I think there could be a, a sway of where safety is really headed. But until we have those, those discussions, I believe it's gonna, still gonna be that priority And whatever way the wind blows and whatever the needs are for that day, that's where safety will fall. I mean, let's be real. Most of the companies look at production and quality as the most important thing in their company. Mm -hmm. So what does that say about them valuing the employees that are actually working there that are making them the money? Right, right. Well, it doesn't say it doesn't say much. one thing that helped me out some, and I still have a hard time actually calculating the math, is to really sit down with the management folks and say, if you took all the um, emotion out of it, somebody gets hurt, you've now paid this much, and if you're, let's just say your profit margin is 5 or 10%, you now have to work that much harder to even pay, pay for the bill, and that does work on people who are focused on money. You know, it's some people that just doesn't really work on. So you have to, it's like you almost have to figure out 
what really makes that person tick and then kind of tailor your, your argument for that, you know? Well, here's a good question for people. What is a life worth to you as a CEO? That's the question. And I think sometimes we're afraid to ask that question based on the fact of, will we ever really get a good response? It's easy to give us lip service and to talk about it. But, you know, when you put a value on your employees, you know, those are, again, people are, all, all people want to be is value. Right, right, right. Yeah. You know, yeah. I want to come to work and I want to know that you listen to me. I want to come to work and I want to know that my suggestions count and that I count as a human being, not only as a number, not only as a paycheck, but as a valued member of your company. Right, right, right. That is something that I've seen um, that some folks are, are really kind of hesitant of bringing up safety things because they brought them up in the past and they were squashed. And so now they only if it's of life, life or life or death, would they ever consider bringing it up. Um, and so not that they're scared, to, scared to talk. They've just been kind of beaten down so much that they literally don't see the value in it. They've already tried. It just doesn't happen. And so they really kind of just don't engage in it. Yeah. And that, you know, and again, I think when we look at that aspect, I think we need to look at really supervisor accountability training. Because most supervisors have no clue on the value of safety. They know their employees, are their employees, and you know, trust in them to guide them. But do they really know how much responsibility they have as a supervisor? It's not only the people that they supervise, but it's the families that are also tied to that. Because the families are dependent on that supervisor to protect their husband, their wife, their son, their daughter, their grandparent, or whatever the case may be. So I, again, I think there's a lot of opportunity to where people can really understand. But I think the, when you look at supervisors, I think supervisors look at production. Supervisors look at quality. And I think it's time that we teach supervisors that the, there's more, there's a value there in safety that can en enhance it. And when you try and sell safety, if you give production 100%, you give quality 100%, and you give safety 100%, then what, I mean, just think of the bottom line. Just think of how much more you'll have in morale, right? Effectiveness, mm -hmm. you know, it, it, the, productivity, the productivity will definitely go up. The quality will go up. And so will the safety, which in turn will have a positive effect on the bottom line. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, any any time that you can have it where somebody is not hurt, you're, I see it as a, as, as not just a positive thing, but as a financially positive thing, because uh, it costs a lot of money to take care of these. And even if the person is not hurt, by the time that everybody stops and you figure out what happened, you know, and all the rest of the stuff, the money spent, it's already gone, you know. Right. So, and I still, I still uh, struggle with trying, with trying to go back uh, and quantify it because I can see that morale is better. I can see that we're making more, but boy, I have a hard time really uh, sitting down and just saying, and I can prove that it's, um, you know, uh, five, 5% 5 better, 5% 5 faster or something then. 
So I, right. I I struggle with that whole thing. So I try to take the guys on field trips as much as possible. Like, well, let's just kind of walk around and talk to folks and all that. Um, some people don't want to leave their office. Um, you know, so because then when you see something wrong, well, now you have to address it. You just can't. Well, and, see and you bring up yes, and you bring up a really good point. You know, when because you're looking at things when things are wrong, people will need to understand. But that highest level of authority at that facility needs to be informed of what's going on. You know, if you need resources, if you need staffing, if you need whatever, how is that higher level person going to know unless you send those reports, unless you send those safety committee meetings to them, unless you send those audit inspections to them? You know, I tell executives all the time, you know, at a no cost to them, why not walk with the safety people? You don't have to really say the, a word, but walking with a safety professional, going through your facility, identifying some stuff, talking to each other, sends a really loud message to the employees and the other staff. Right, 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 right. And that, um, and that safety, that safety person also has to be willing to talk up and point out things, not the real easy, the. Uh, uh, cheap things, the things that don't cost that don't cost money and time, but really, this is what it's going to take to really make things good here. Right. Well, as a you know, again, as a safety professional, and how many do we have running our companies? Though, I mean, when you look at how many safety professionals are out there, there's not really that many right. that have that experience and understanding, and that uh, have a a way of speaking to the executive staff. You got to have those hard conversations and you got to be willing to stand up to your executive and say, hey, listen, I'm here to protect you and your company. I'm giving you my best professional advice. But when you turn safety over to the plant manager, when you turn safety over to HR, when you turn safety over to another department, are you really, really going to get a full picture of what's truly happening at your facility? Oh, no, because it's just going to be a uh, add on add on job, you know, and it's not that people do not want to do a add on job. They're typically already pretty uh, saturated with work. So that's just one more thing that just gets um, tacked on. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're all wearing three to five hats today anyway. You know, where everybody's trying to cut costs, we're all trying to do more with less. So, again, it's where are you going to put your core value at? Where right. are you going to put the priority of safety at? And, you know, when you invest in safety, a lot of people don't realize this, but when you invest in safety for every $1 that you invest in safety, there's a $6 return. Mm -hmm. So why wouldn't you invest in safety is really the question. Why wouldn't you invest in your employees? well-being oh oh yes yes uh well a lot of times it's uh because because they've never been educated on it um and i do think that some people want to do the right thing but they really just don't know how to execute it they don't do a good job of telling that next line supervisor they do a great job of talking 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 about it in meetings but that's not quite the same as really showing folks you know right I mean, you, yes, I, I agree with what you're saying in that aspect. I think, again, it's that it's that conversation that safety professionals really need to have with their executive staff. You got to lay the cards out on the table and let them understand that, hey, listen, 
I don't want to be a figurehead here. You know, I want to make a tremendous impact. I want you to understand that safety is a core value for your company. And if used appropriately, man, we could change your company. Look what Alcoa did in 2013. Right. When they turned and made safety a number one priority over everything else. They made more money than they've ever made in that company before. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So on one of my first uh, first jobs, I covered, I'm trying to think, it was either 14 or 15 states and like seven different fixed facilities and a bunch of field crews. And I literally was a figurehead only because I, I was spread so thin uh, that finally I had to I had to tell folks that I'm 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 just not willing to uh, sit down and travel. I'm going to go train folks at all these facilities, and you guys have got to do it, the local folks. Then you know, and that really worked a whole lot better because then they always depended on me to do everything. Well, you can't. You just got so so much to do. You literally can't do it all. Then you know. Well, if you're if you're not going to fully address safety, and if you're going to have a company that works three shifts, have one safety person, and they only work days. What do you? I mean, what are you telling the other employees on the other shifts? I mean, you're. I mean, you're already digging a grave for safety, right? And yeah. you're not really showing that you're truly invested in safety. But if you want to go that route, then what I would suggest you do is quit calling everybody safety managers and call them safety facilitators, because oh. you can facilitate safety and put safety where it belongs and that's back in the hands of every department and every supervisor and every leader and now as a safety facilitator i can turn around and guide you give you the resources give you information but put it back put the responsibility back where it belongs within the specific departments they already have the leadership they've already got the communication they've already built the trust the rapport so why not? Right, right, right. And they are also the hands-on expert, you know. Right. Uh, like when I show up, I can, I can, I can write a fantastic, um, um, you know, like SOP and all that stuff. But I'm not the one who's running that machine, you know. So I really depend on on the experts to really be the ones who run and operate this stuff and really do the hazards. I'm just the guy who does the uh, paper, paper, paperwork in this thing. Well, you're the guy that has, you know, as a safety professional, you have the expertise and knowledge and the understanding, right? And you know where you, you're able to go ahead and get the information, do research for other departments. And I think that's important to where you do that. Here's the key with everything that we're trying to accomplish and say, though, until upper management realizes the value, right, mm -hmm. then where do we go? And again, that's why I keep trying to say is that that education piece, mm -hmm. not only to the executive staff, but the supervisor accountability training has to be done. If you want to make your company successful and you want to reduce your injuries, then you have to utilize your resources. Right, 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 right. Exactly, exactly. Are there any um, examples that really kind of jump out to you about things that you've been able to uh, impl impl implement at different companies? Well, I think the when I do the uh, supervisor accountability training, it's been really good to see where the supervisors have gone back to management and actually stated, hey, listen, 
we don't even have safety as a core value of our company. We need to change that. And they actually, at two of the companies that I've worked with now, they've actually incorporated safety into the core value. Now, it's again, it's a process. And I do have some other clients that are really open for me to come back in and do some executive responsibility and accountability training because you have to really know what are the leadership's, you know, sight on safety. How do they really value it? Do they see that it's a value or a priority or maybe it's a hindrance? And just changing that mindset, giving that education, I think could make all the difference in the world. I was with one company recently where the CFO said, listen, he goes, I don't know anything about safety. He goes, I'm here to make sure that the company is financially sound. He, so I, he goes, I think it's a good idea that you come and talk to our exec staff. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I think, yeah. again, it's that hard conversation. It's being able to take up and, and stand up for safety and say, hey, it's important enough that we need to have those hard conversations and stand firm. Right, 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 right. Exactly, exactly. So. Dave, this has been a fantastic talk. We are bumping, bumping, bumping up on time. Uh, can you take a couple seconds and tell people how to find you out there and how to connect and all that good stuff? Absolutely. Listen, uh, you can find me at davidawardsenior.com. You can contact me at 219-669-9043. Uh, you can also take a look at my book, The Faces of Safety. You can get that on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Target, Walmart. Uh, it's a great book for both management, upper management, and supervisors. Uh, you can contact me on LinkedIn as well. Fantastic, Dave. Thank you so much. Uh, episode you. Uh, episode uh, number 114 is complete. Thank you so much for joining me today. My name is Dr. David Ayers. Thank you, and have a safe day. You